Welcome back to Stream of Thought, episode number 218. <laughs> Rick's caught me laughing before we're starting this intro. Anyway, the episode almost didn't happen. Why? I was lying in bed. Details to come. And the reason for that is that I accost Victor for not being ready and willing to be able to record what is going to be an amazing podcast episode of my experience in the past five days in being in New Jersey. It has been crazy ups and downs, highs and lows. Oh my goodness, you gotta listen and find out. So with that, episode number 218 of Strew with Thought, we hope you enjoy. It has been a total of five days that I've been in this place, and oh my god, the stories I have to tell. So it very well could be episodic. I want to start off, though, by saying, like, genuinely, I'm sorry that I kind of freaked out on you at the on the call that we had right before this. <laughs> I was, I was, I thank you for your apology. It's not necessary because I was lying there and I was just, I decided I could just lie here and wait for him to call me or I can call him. And you know what? I'm tired. So I'm just going to lie here. And you called and I was laughing because I was almost going to call because it was easier for me to do that than to text. And then you called me because you're pretty much saying like, where the fuck are you? Like what's going on? And I was too tired lying in bed. But here I am, and, and and I felt bad because uh, as as you were laughing <laughs> with the experience that I had today, I I'm like I don't want to put up with any more fucking bullshit. And so the first thing that I hear when I pick up the call <laughs> is Victor maniacally laughing, and I don't know <laughs> if it's directed towards me or somebody else. I don't give a fuck. I am so like. <laughs> Like, I'm so wound up that I was like, fuck you. Like, seriously? I didn't know that was what was going on Bro. on the other side. If I knew that you were under uh, any duress, I would have just promptly set up. But I was like, ah, he's probably, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Taking it easy, maybe, <laughs> hanging out. I don't know. I kind of forgot that you went back to New York for a second because in my head, I was like, he's not busy right now. He'll get to me. Like, I can get to him later when I <laughs> I forgot because all these days are have been a blur. Dude, yeah, and and uh, honestly, it it was one of those days where the like, and and my frustration came not from what other people were doing, but from my own fuck ups, and I was so upset at myself that it was like I was lashing out at other people. So I had to go up and apologize to uh, to Joe, who I'm staying with right now, Father Joe, and. Um, to you, I'm just like, to Darryl, oh my god! To Nancy, this to is everyone that it even makes eye contact with you. <laughs> I can, I can, I can be a, I can be a pretty, um, yeah. I don't know. Feisty, feisty is while probably the most positive. But the thing is, is while you're just term. Uh, emitting and breathing out all this fire and negative energy, you know, you kind of turn into, uh. What's her name from Game of Thrones? Where she just, you know, you can't. There is there, there is no enough. There is, there is no enough, and you just burn the whole freaking village. Daenerys Targaryen. I am. I am. I am the dragon lady when it comes to that. 
burn it all down, brother. Yeah. So so anyway, I'm I'm sorry. I I had and and luckily we had a couple of minutes to, for me to like lower my internal temperature of just really 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 Victor really that is just what I want to hear right now. I am all wound up and I have all this stuff, great content, and I'm ready to you know share it and whatever whatever. But you no, you gotta be in bed tired like a little bitch. <laughs> I believe I believe that is an exact quote. Like yeah. a little bitch that you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, At that point, I was like, "Yep, I have to do this podcast episode." So, so, so. But then I knew it was juicy. It wasn't just something like a vignette, you know. I knew it was juicy, so it got me uh, excited. And here I am. And take it away, Rick. There were a couple of things. There were there were a couple of things that over the past week have gotten me hot under the collar. And you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm I'm a very pacifist type person where I can let things go. But then when it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds, and then suddenly there's something, the straw that breaks the camel's back, and here we find ourselves. So, so I get into New Jersey, which actually was probably the most enjoyable part of this whole experience from traveling from Chicago back to Jersey. Like, (laughs) not a problem, not a problem at all. And then, for the next five days, Father Joe had me going to weddings with him every single time. And I was basically the photographer. And it started. It was like wedding number, I was like wedding number two, I want to say. Where I'm there, you know, as a supplementary priest, in my clerical garb, I've got the collar on, I, I am, in fact... You know, somebody of religious authority walking around, taking pictures, doing what needs to be done. But then this motherfucking photographer who's taking pictures across shoves like elbows me out of the way. I'm a I'm a priest. Are you kidding me? Like that was <laughs> That was like the 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 spark that lit the let, let this long Johnny fuse. Jackass. And I have a very long Johnny fuse. Jackass with the elbow. But like he elbows me out of the way, doesn't even say anything. <laughs> he sees me. I'm in a collar. Would you like He's letting the elbows bro, do the work? Never in a million years would I do that <laughs> to somebody in clerical garb. Are you fucking kidding me? And I was like the whole night, the whole night afterwards, I'm thinking to myself, like and and this is just the first thing. This is the this is the first like little little spark that goes on. What like if I if I knew that he was gonna do that, what would I have said to him? Like, I don't know if you have any thoughts as to like what your what your mental state would have been in that moment. Regardless of your mental state, because you're wearing the clerical garb, you cannot you cannot throw the first stone. You got to be cool. And I was. You got to be cool. And I was. I didn't say anything. I didn't like. I didn't he, shove him back or but, anything. But he used his elbow. He kind of like. He kind of like made contact with you and then kind of pushed you and like grinded it into your chest and like without looking at you. The, right? the, he just put it behind. There, him, there like was like a causeway. There was a causeway behind the couple, and he wanted a good photo. And uh, so he 
no, like he elbow, he actually elbowed me out of the way. Is it possible that you, because you're just like you said, a supplement supplementary clerical figure, and you happen to be doing photography, that maybe you were getting in his way? Oh, you did not know that you were getting in his way, and that maybe for him it built and built and built, and he was trying, and, and, and he just couldn't take it. And in that moment, he was a little uh, ruffled. Here's the thing: when I when I'm somebody who's not part of the officiant like crew, I'm very aware that photographers have their job. Like it's a job they got to do, right? That's all good. Yeah, so okay. I'm I'm Fair aware enough. of them. But, like, kind of, you know, you know, don't just, like, bum-rush me and, and, like, knock me out of the way because you think it's going to be a good photo and stuff like that. I mean, even if I wasn't wearing clerical garb, that was a super inappropriate thing to do. Uh, and I'm, I'm somebody who is very conscientious of those people around me. I will move out of the way for other photographers in my collar, like, even though, and, and I will get weird looks as well right of people who are going by this is like i'll step back and say hey do your thing and and they look at me like you're a priest you shouldn't be moving we should be moving for you kind of thing and so it was it was i don't know i i found it i found it offensive but you were there doing photographs as like father joe's personal photographer type guy or you were also there taking them on behalf no of the it, it was for the the church saint joseph's yeah yeah so okay. Yeah, that was that was kind of the the first thing in the first couple of days when I came in. I just I was so unprepared to experience that like thing like I mean, and welcome back. In my head, I'm thinking to myself, would I ever do that to somebody who was dressed as clergy? Like nudge them out of the way? Probably not, but then I'm thinking I don't, there what about people who don't have faith or don't believe and or aren't christian or stuff like that and they're just like these people are annoying like you know it's it's more i'm trying to keep my job and get the best photos possible like i get that i get that i mean it's not it's not unusual for people to be like super intense about their work and so you know right. i can't i can't hold that against an individual but it was startling it's the first time i experienced something like that it was really weird that is i'm very i'm not happy that that happened to you but i'm happy that you shared it the the problem <laughs> pro the, <laughs> <laughs> the problem was is that and this is this is again on me right in the same way that i kind of inappropriately lashed out on you and had to apologize to, to father joe earlier too is that I, like I internalized it, and I kept thinking about it, and it just kept making me more and more angry. It's like oh, this shouldn't be. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be dwelling on these things. I should just let it go. But you know, we got we got through that. And by the way, for the past, because every single day since I've been back, there has been a wedding that I've accompanied Father Joe to every single day, and it's been great. For the most part. And the food, bro. Have you ever had, straight up, have you ever had, like, a lobster? From the skin. Yeah. Actually, like, peeling the meat out of the lobster itself. 
No, I think you're. I've always had to like dig it out. Yeah, no, but actually having. I remember lobster and crab being a pain in the ass. Like I wanted, I would prefer if I ever had it again, which I probably won't. Is that it's presented to me without any of the shell, like fresh out the shell, like they, the chef or whoever does it for me. I don't want to take it out of the shell myself. It's a huge, uh, a huge setback in my opinion. So they had the half lobster. So it was a lobster cut totally in half. And then you just peeled the meat out of it. Okay. I was like, I, I, okay. Okay. That might be easy if the lobster's cut in half. Never had that experience. And so this, this wasn't the wedding where it was shoved out of the way. And so, but the food, bro, I totally forgot how amazing, especially some of these, I mean, a lot of it, it's really high class weddings. And so the food is AAA plus type food. And I was like, oh no, this is, this is not, this is not going well for my own personal like health benefits of trying to, you know. Dude, I would die with lobster and butter and oysters and crab and shrimp and fish and anything seafood. I'm just like, oh gosh. Dude, and it just goes on and on. Endless buffet. And then, so I don't I don't know if I should be sharing this, but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, Father Joe. Good choice. Wants, uh, w- would like me to Good enjoy the experience. And so he will end up going up to the bar and ordering me, like, you know, a whiskey or a bourbon or something like that. Two three four times you gotta live it up dude and this is like maker's mark this is like tito's vodka like this is the the cream of the crop of like the best top shelf alcohol and i'm like joe father i love tito well in public i say father joe you you really shouldn't be doing this. He's like, no, 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 don't worry. It, it's fine. You know, we're we're getting our our money's worth. Especially to uh, he gets very irritated when couples don't give him uh, a little bit of a tip afterwards. He's like, okay, so we're gonna get our tip at the bar, and because I'm driving, Father Rick's, you're drinking. So, yeah, it's um, it it was it, it's it's been a very interesting experience coming back. So, yeah. And has it been easier to adjust to the fast-paced all-day schedule since you've done it before or are you not as busy now as you were when you first went? No, I I actually am super excited to like be doing things like cuz you were asking me like what when does your day start and like when does your day end kind of thing. And so right now it's kind of it's nice because the day starts probably about 10 o'clock in the morning and then we'll end probably about 10 o'clock at night. So a good 12 hour day. Uh, but it starts later. And so get a chance to sleep, get a chance to rest, all that. It's, it's wonderful, but at the same time, it's every single day. And I just keep going and going and going. And I'm looking at, Do you have at least one day a week that's guaranteed where you're not working like a a Monday or a Tuesday or something like that. Like where you can count on the same day every week, at least one day, Monday through Wednesday, kind of, uh, today. I mean, I I've had, I think I've had some like four meetings today. So it's, it's been one of those days, even though it's a Monday, you know, there's, there's meetings and stuff like that. When it comes to weddings, right. weddings, traveling, dude, 
you gotta you gotta go 45 minutes to an hour and a half each way to a wedding location that's pretty draining so yeah it, it's nice it's nice to like stay in a stationary position for a little bit but for the mm. most part it until today today was the first day that i actually didn't have something um kind of external so yeah it's nice. a lot part two <laughs> so i don't know you've never had a chance to visit the saint joseph mission chapel at all uh it's a so it's it, correct it's a separate building from where is it? It's oh, it's in uh, Union City or something, or where is it? It's it, well, so it's it's Joe's. It was a formerly, uh, it, it was a converted garage into a oh, chapel. I did see it when I was there. When I saw you, I saw it. So you got a chance to see that. What you probably didn't notice was on the ceiling, where the services actually take place. There was a crack in the ceiling. And it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger over the past couple of years. Oh, wow. And you fixed it? So, yeah. so you know, I asked, I asked Father Joe, I said, I'll do this because of my three years of doing drywall stuff. I'll do it. I just need to know it's drywall and not plaster. And so for all of today, I have spent... The entire time, chipping away at some of the old stuff, getting out the things, and then uh, Father Joe and I ended up going out shopping to get supplies. And for me, I I, I don't know. I'm I'm so used to the materials that I've used in the past to repair drywall, like the like the main. Okay, so the main thing was is something called Durabond. It's like a it's a quick dry cement type thing. Where you just put it in, it makes sure that the walls don't kind of do weird things in the future, right? The person who repaired the walls in the past didn't do that. And so, uh, Joe took me out to two different locations. They didn't have the dry, the Durban material to like do that for the drywall. And so, I got a supplement. Problem is, Durban, it's like 15 minutes to 30 minutes to dry. This one three to five minutes for like oh, a wow. full ceiling and so i'm just like oh my god it's gonna be the worst experience ever it was so stressful i was able uh in in two tries it it took me it took me two refills of like being able to like get everything up there on the wall after that was done i was like I pray to God this actually holds. I, I, I'm really, really hoping. <laughs> How many minutes would it normally take you to do the job well without being rushed? Oh, 15, 15 minutes. 15 minutes at the most. 15 minutes. Yeah. You had to do it in like three minutes. <laughs> and I was, I was just going. And <laughs> so here's the thing, too, is that Joe the whole time is watching me do it. Like, not to like inspect my work or anything like that, but just to take pictures. And so, like, here, I'm yeah. like, you know, I have sweat pouring down my face. It's it's super fucking hot. <laughs> and I'm just and I'm your face slapping it up there. Yeah. It's falling all over me. And he's taking pictures. And then he ends up posting it to the church page. 
And I was just like, oh my god, uh, why? Why? Why is all of this happening? So, anyway, uh, yeah, we, we, I, I did, I, I will say, for as much stress as that caused me, I think that I did a good job. And I'm gonna find out tomorrow when I go back and check out and do round two because this is going to be a multiple around thing so we're going to have to when we record next episode um you'll have to ask me kind of how that ends up going out but yeah it was it but having that i don't know about you but when it comes to like you have three to five minutes to do something suddenly your blood pressure rises and the anxiety kicks like in. When the Uber is three to five minutes away, and you gotta like put your shoes on, grab your jacket, get all your stuff together, and make sure you have your phone, say goodbye to everyone. Like <laughs> that, yeah, totally, hundred percent, hundred percent. I have when I've been trying. To, anytime I've tried to catch the train or the L in Chicago, and uh, we've talked about before how timely they are with the schedule, but where I'm within a minute or two minutes of missing the train, I gotta I hustle before, and I get on the train, and boom. The clock changes, and within seconds, you feel the train move. Yes. Yes. Totally. But I So the only one was 3 to 5, or did Joe just buy that one? So they didn't have the 10 to 15. Why didn't you just get the 30 to 45? Too long? Too impatient? We weren't able to travel that far. And so I... I and th- this is my problem, too, is that I acquiesce too easily. And I accept things that are not... Um, ideal because I know other people have stuff to do, and so yeah, I don't know. It's it's on me, and that's and that's the thing is like most of the frustration that I'm feeling today comes from me, and I I know that, and so and that that's part of the reason why I've been so apologetic today is because like it just gets in my head. It's like. Okay, I want to make them happy. Have you gone on any adventures with Nancy lately? Or no? That's what you got to do. Stress reliever. Hang out with Nancy. Explore the city. You get you get caught up in uh, work. Work, 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 work. That's another fun story, actually. So. Oh, my gosh. Nancy. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> did you say, oh, shit? <laughs> no. Okay. No, we, Nancy and I actually went on an adventure over the weekend because she's starting, she's a, she's a teacher's aide. And, and for those of you who don't know, Nancy is Father Joe's sister and, uh, lives at the place. And so I get the, the blessed opportunity, as we've talked about in the past podcast, uh, Victor had a chance to, to meet her as well. Uh, and so I have taken, I seriously, Victor, I've taken your advice to heart that, I want to be there for her emotionally, spiritually. Like, I just, I, I want to be a friend to her and, and deal with that. And so every single day, I will say, you should be proud of me. I have talked with her for probably a good, like, half hour to 45 minutes or whatever. It is interesting, though. After, like, a half an hour to 45 minutes, she gets so tired. She's just like, okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> and then ends it. Yeah, it's less than an hour a day. <laughs> you are investing less than one hour a day. Right. And that, and it, but Good. it's, it's beautiful. And so, yeah. And, and to see, and she's got, you know, she had to do the dental work and stuff like that. And so but her new teeth, beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, she's got a beautiful smile and it, it, it really, I mean, it's been nice um, to have those conversations. So over the weekend, 
ended up going out with her and we were father joe was saying you know take take nancy out and you go get some clothes nancy can get some clothes we all do that so we go we go out to two different we go to target and we go to marshalls or something like that and i'm looking for like khaki shorts i don't i don't know what your thoughts are on khaki shorts I'm personally, I like khaki shorts, but I don't like cargo shorts. I think cargo shorts are... Oh, okay. Wet. So it's, uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe it's cargo shorts then. I wore some of them in college and then like my friends and I started not wearing cargo shorts. And I thought, I can't believe I ever wore them. I cannot believe I ever wore cargo shorts. But whatever. If it's your style, it's your style. But I don't like them. But I know it. Yeah. Khakis. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And so, and so got some and, new clothes. And so... Wait, were they cargo shorts or they were just flat front khakis? Um, pleated? Not not pleated. Uh, but we were. Uh, well, and so I had gone to cargo, cargo. Ricks, are they cargo? Khaki cargo. What is that look on your face? <laughs> that exasperation. Yes, they're cargo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I deserve that. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Have your fun. Okay. I didn't laugh as much as I thought I was going to, but that was good. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> so here's, the, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Here's the catch. Nowhere, no clothing store sells those cargo shorts anywhere. Old Navy, um, uh, Marshalls, Target, they're all out. Every single place is totally out of cargo shorts. And so, you know, you may call it a blessing. I call it a curse. But I was not able to actually do cargo shorts. Um, But you wanted them. That was your priority, that you went to all those stores and you couldn't get it. And so you finally gave in and got the real thing. (laughs) Okay. That's okay. Here's why I don't like cargo shorts. Okay, please. Is because please. they look childish. They look childish. Once you once you go beyond Seriously? the high school really? age, that's what I think. Okay. That's what I can't. I had I rocked them until like sophomore year of college, and then uh, I had my friends started wearing just regular shorts, and it all it just caught on. Like yeah, everyone agreed that we all liked it better than cargo shorts. But cargo shorts were nice in high school because you carry, like, chips and your weed and, you know, like, your wallet. I fucking love cargo shorts. Like, seriously. There's so many pockets. pockets. There's so many pockets. (laughs) So, but but anyway, the the point was is that we were were going out because um, I I told Joe that I, I didn't think that I could find cargo shorts anywhere else. They said... But Nancy needs some new dresses, and she might listen to you and saying like this is this will look nice on you kind of thing, um, and that's what I did. Problem is, there were no dresses either, like the skirts and dresses, like kind of the, the casual because she's a teacher, and so you know you gotta like the the first day of school she came back. I was like, oh my god, she actually looked really really good in her her skirt and her dress i i thought i thought it was beautiful um 
and afterwards she's like i don't like that etc etc and so we ended up going to all these places not a single dress that fit her they were all like either like extra larges or like extra smalls and she, she tried one on and she's like I, I just couldn't even fit it on my body and it's like okay all right we're done here you know all well and good so you got to do something though that's like really adventurous something that father joe doesn't know about break some rules take the car out for a spin go to manhattan drive around see the big apple and if he's calling your cell phone you just don't respond here's the here's the thing this is kind of the twist in the tale is that joe wanted her to go just a little ways down the street to the target nearby nancy said no we're going to my target which was like 15 15 20 minutes away and so i'm like i know joe would really frown on this but hey let's have an adventure let's do this so we, she was driving or you were she driving? was she was driving no she's she and she's a great <laughs> driver too and they don't give joe and daryl don't give her enough credit when it comes to driving i mean you know for for she's all a, the, she gets a little uh courageous i guess to say the least there's a couple times but she's a good driver though so we end up going to the target and the you know whatever um and then i'm like hey you want to get lunch let's let's be spontaneous let's get lunch so we decide to go <sighs> to the outback steakhouse have you i don't know if this is the case in la uh if you if you eat out at all there's a story there um what's your experience been eating out i'm gonna ask that first before i kind of share my own i mean experience. restaurants are open all the freaking time out here everyone is always eating at restaurants but it, it, it it's staffed and there's people who come and you know take your order and do all that stuff i i mean i went to a restaurant like two weeks ago it was like the type though that you go to the window and you order it and then you go back to your table and they say your name and you get up and you pick it up. Like they don't have anyone that takes your order necessarily that's like a waiter. But I haven't been to a restaurant where there's a waiter in a while. I can't remember. I Nothing sticks out to my mind where something is questionable or I have to stop and think about something. But tell me what's on your mind and then maybe it can jog my memory if I've had the same experience. But nothing comes to mind for me. So Nancy and I have gone to a couple of restaurants over the course of the past couple of years and you know with mixed responses sometimes there's you know but it's all during the pandemic and so you never kind of know what to expect so we walk into this outback steakhouse and they seat us and it's only about 30 minutes into sitting there where no one has come up to greet us or anything like that that our waitress appears she says, oh, so I just want to let you guys know, there, I'm the only waitress here, and there's only one cook in the kitchen. And so I, I would love to take your order and stuff like that. So we place the order for literally, like, a thing of bread. And if I had been aware of the implications of that, would not have ordered 
the appetizers of fries. Um, and so Nancy had a steak salad. I had, uh, what was it? It was something, something steak. I, I don't even remember it now. Not, not really important. We sit there for the next hour and 15 minutes. So overall an hour and 45 minutes before the appetizers come. An hour and wait, 45 wait, wait, wait. minutes. So you're there for 30 minutes. You get seated, and you're there for 30 minutes, and then the waitress comes out. And then an hour and 15 later is when the appetizer comes out. So an hour and 45 to get whatever you wanted when that could have happened literally within 10 to 15 minutes right at a normal place when you get seated. Can I get you anything other than water? French fries. Boom. 7 to 10 minutes later. 15 minutes max. Wow. Well, let me ask you this. Why didn't you or Nancy get up to inquire as to why you were not being serviced in a prompt manner? Because our waitress told us that uh, she was the only one there and I felt bad. But even after like 10 minutes, you would think, what the heck? Oh, no. We were we were both thinking that, actually, out loud. And uh, it, was, it was one of those things, though. Like, I mean... I did. I I never had an experience like that. I literally I'm never had an question, experience Ricks. like that. I'm still asking the question, Ricks. I'm still asking the question, Ricks. Because even though if you start, this is how I start thinking about things. You're blaming the restaurant. You're blaming COVID. Think of how much time. What you would have gotten it sooner if after ten minutes you inquired and then five minutes later you give the order. So like half the time. Because it was it crowded? Were there a lot of other people there, or do you think that there were there were there were about fifty people in there? So there was oh, one so was one really crowded. one cook for fifty people. Okay, and so one waitress really for fifty people. Yeah, and... it it was okay. super crowded. All right, all right. It wasn't slow or anything. It, it wasn't it wasn't slow and people were being lazy. It was fast and they were understaffed. But okay, so so that's that that's kind of the thing too that kind of has been my escalating. Um, frustration personally is like like I keep making fuck ups like I should have asked at the outset when I saw that there was no one in the restaurant when we entered there was one person and I should have asked how long would the wait be that's on me like in the same way that you know dealing you know with the wedding couples and all this other stuff where I just I keep fucking up it's like it it makes me irritable because I should know better, but then I kind of take that out on others, and it's not—it's not, it's not right. right. It's not fair. But still, that is pretty ridiculous uh, for that to happen. But you know what? I've experienced it because the waiter or waitress is waiting. Like we don't just watch the table. The host or hostess comes. Someone comes and tells us, "Hey, go to this table." Okay, got the message. So, so like. If no one tells us the message to go to the table, we don't go. But there's a slew of things that get that can get fucked up. I've experienced it when I'm the waiter. Dude, they order the uh, – they could have forgot. I did that one time, no joke. But I've had it before where I'm the waiter and we're so busy. It's just like you're, you're losing an uphill battle and you are still charging uphill. And I'm just like – after working as a waiter, I was like, wow. Like there are so many things that – can go wrong at the same time and it's just like a lot of them are preventable it's like 
I felt like I didn't even have the fucking tools to do my job. Like, then you find yourself, keep trying to do the work, do the work, but really you just need to be like, you know what? You guys don't have your act together. I mean, the restaurant had its act together just for that one night or for a few weeks, but I'm saying if you're working at a job too that sucks, like, you're going to be mad at yourself for not doing the work to get out of the job. And so, like, okay, so here's the thing too, uh, and this is kind of a question that I have for you, is that part of it was like I had so much sympathy and empathy for the waitress who was serving us. On the other hand, I feel like it is part of her responsibility to say, uh, yeah, no, we would love to have you here. Uh, we just want to let you know we didn't get our food for two hours and 20 minutes. I typed two hours and 20 minutes and we ordered right away. Like, like, isn't it, isn't there, isn't there a responsibility there? So, so there's that tension. I just don't like, I don't know, you know, I've never been a server myself. And so I understand it's super like complicated and stressful, but come on, just like courtesy, right? For sure. That's, insane i'm the type of person that i'm the type of person that would tell people like i can take you but it's not going to be a good experience because i've never done that but i would because it's like it sucks where i'm like i don't want any more tables i'm like well you have this table i'm like i'm not fucking going to it nope and then they get pissed and they turn around they give it to someone else i'm like i'm not letting anyone force any more tables on me but i understand it's one of those things that you need to ask yourself what is it that i can learn from this situation things are out of your control yeah. And yeah, that that but that is unfortunate because you just get hangry, right? Like you're just uh I just need food and you're just getting angrier and angrier. To spend I mean the the time that we were there 3 hours how in the world is it acceptable for somebody to spend 3 hours in a restaurant on a on any given day? 3 hours. Like unless it's like a celebration or something like that, right? it just it, there was there was all this inside of me where it's like yeah there was not a manager there it was just a waitress and one cook waitress and one cook no manager no nothing where's everyone else so we Did actually we actually ago? asked and she said no one else is coming in because of the unemployment benefits oh okay like that and i was that like well, and of course, I ter- tell um, uh, Joe's partner Daryl about that. He's like, "Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, all these, all these leeches, all these millenni- oh, millennial leeches." Yeah. Is that what he does? Daryl, no, Daryl's a public school teacher. He just started too. Oh. So, in addition to oh, all this stuff oh, that's oh, going on, millennial leeches. Oh, millennial leeches. <laughs> he fucking hate millennials. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're, we're not we're not gonna we, we don't have enough time we don't have enough time to get Dude. into that right now <laughs> Dude, be a character. <laughs> yes, that is so true yourself can be a dude he is totally a south park character i love that i never actually thought about that he is yeah 100 percent yeah I, and I love Daryl, too. Daryl, I love you. But, yeah, he, he is the epitome of a South, Mar- South Park uh, caricature. So, 
So anyway, that has been kind of the, the culmination and all of this stuff too has kind of been building up where it's, it's, it's happened here and there and stuff like that. The, the stuff that I told you was kind of the, the main things that exactly, it was like engine fuel to my emotional state. And so when I called you on the phone, it was <laughs> bursting right now. Because I had fucked up on a wedding couple. I was like, okay, I am just so fucking done with mistakes right now. This is too much. It's too much, man. No, that's all right. Sorry, I was like super tired. I knew I had to get out of bed. I almost wanted to be like, let's do it tomorrow. But I knew that that would me, it would be me just being lazy. But my legs really were super tired. I was just so comfortable. Because I had my pillow, this like giant fluffy pillow in between my knees too. Dude, right, I so love it, I that. I was just so comfortable. Yes. I was so freaking comfortable. I just ate. I drank plenty of water. I brushed my teeth. I was ready to nap it out. But we got this one out, so that's good. Pulled between the knees, man. It's uh, it, you, you would be su- you would be surprised how comfortable that feels. I don't have anything else, do you? <laughs> I guess I didn't really have anything. Else at all. I didn't that's, have anything okay. at all. <laughs> I mean, I went on for like forty minutes, so <laughs> we made it work, man. Thank, thank you, and Victor, Victor, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for being mean to you. It's fine, dude. Oh. That's not. That's yeah, not that right. is funny though how you describe the way you describe it, and then you call me and I answer the phone, laughing maniacally. It's like misfortune is coming at you from all fucking directions. <laughs> oh god! Hello, hello, Victor, Victor. <laughs> I was laughing at you. Were like, what are you laughing at? I was like, I'm laughing at you. <laughs> You're like, for what? For calling me. (laughs) Until next time. Until next time.